Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conspiracy 420. This is episode 89, and Happy New Year to everyone out there. And um, we got a real uh, big conspiracy for you that um, um, somebody was in the bar was talking to me, and, and they they were saying, um, you should ask Rock and Mike about, um, about Mark David Chapman. Second target was David Boy, and... Um, I talked to Rock and Mike about it, and to my amaze, Rock and Mike does the unbelievable and gets some information. What you got for me, Rock and Mike? <laughs> well, you know, th- when you told me about this, uh, his, you know, who his second his second target was after shooting John Lennon, um, I, I I really didn't know this. This this is something I had never heard before. Um, I never did a really big deep dive into the the Lennon shooting, but you know, when I started looking into this. There's a couple of strange things we, you know, we'll talk about, but I'll just say right now, his second target was David Bowie. And there's evidence of this. Um, I'll go into that. And uh, it, it really, he intended to kill Bowie the next day. Pretty but much. He, but he also had the weird thing with the uh, front row thing that we will probably yeah. talk about later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And I, I think it was, I think it was like, uh, you know, like a Plan B type thing. If I don't get Lennon here, I'll get him there, and you know, and I'll take Bowie out at the same time. You know, but basically, um, I'll just give a little background. But here Mike, now. before yeah. you start, when I, when I told you about this, how do you look at me? You were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, I, I don't know. I never heard this this part of the story. I know that he had other people in mind. I think like Ronald Reagan was somebody he was taking a shooting. He had like a hit list, like a weird hit list. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't know he actually went so far as to, uh, you know, plot against killing Bowie uh, basically the next day. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's interesting to think that he would have been even able to, you know, do that. You know what I mean? But the whole thing is strange. Uh, it's got a lot of like weird little things in it. You know, like when he shot Lennon, well, let me, let me just back up. I'll, I'll, I'll give a little background here. Yeah. Every, every December holiday season, by the way, happy new year, everybody. Thank you for, for joining us again in 2023. Um, every December, everybody talks about, okay. And now it's the 42nd anniversary of, of, of Lennon being shot. And, uh, it, it it resonates with people even now, people that weren't even born then, people that just go to Strawberry Fields in Central Park on, on the 8th of December. And there's always some kind of, uh, you know, it's usually small. It's not as big as it used to be, but it's, there's still an ongoing ceremony. And, you know, every every two years, Mark David Chapman goes up for parole. And... You know, it, it usually makes the news in some capacity because uh, Yoko Ono always goes to the parole hearings and, you know, makes sure that he doesn't get out. And, uh, wow. yeah, I mean, and but now she's kind of old. Uh, last time I saw a picture of her, she was in a wheelchair. So uh, she's in her 80s now, I believe. And um, it might be 90, might be close to 90, actually, because she was about 10 years older than him. And uh, I just wonder if there's one day he's going to come out. You know, why not? I mean, they let out a freaking uh, – they let out the guy who shot Reagan. Yeah. 
I've been trying to get that guy on the show. He doesn't answer my calls. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Uh, John Lennon, as we know, was killed on the evening of December 8th, 1980. Tragic night. Uh, Mark David Chapman had traveled to New York City to kill Lennon. And he basically spent that day staking out the Dakota apartment building where John Lennon and Yoko Ono and their son, Sean, lived. At 5 p.m. that night, uh, Lennon and Yoko were, I believe, going to a recording studio. They were doing something and they left the building. Uh, Chapman was outside and he approached John Lennon with a personal copy of the recently released album, Double Fantasy. Uh, Lennon, uh, he got he, uh, Chapman asked him for an autograph and Lennon gave it to him. And there's a picture of that. There's a, there's a picture of Lennon signing this. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know who took that picture, but isn't it odd that out of all the people to take a picture of, you get the guy that's, that's about to shoot John Lennon. I like, like what's the, the chances of that? That's you know, like a one in a million chance. Yeah, you know, and who who took that picture? Do you know? No, I've I've never heard who took that that picture, but like I said, I haven't done a deep dive into a lot of this, and I might do it because it's actually pretty interesting. Um, because we deal with this other Sam stuff, so we should go into this. Yeah, I I and and yeah, definitely, and I'll 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 talk about that a little more in a minute when we get into, you know what he did after the shooting. Now the couple returned around 10 50 PM that night. And as John Lennon got out of the limousine that they were in, Mark David Chapman got down on one knee and fired five shots at the musician. Uh, one shot punctured his lung and one shot teared his left subclavian artery. That's the artery that runs kind of like on either side of your neck, you have a left and a right artery um, that runs down into your chest, like right below your, your collarbone. Okay. Uh, now that was at 1050. He was rushed to Roosevelt hospital, but was pronounced dead at 11. So he, he bled out basically. Okay. By in 10 minutes, he was gone. Um, Chapman, interestingly stayed on the scene and when he was arrested, he was just leaning up against the wall of the Dakota, reading a copy of J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> okay. He admitted right away to the crime, and he admitted that he acted alone. Now, a lot of people have asked, you know, why did he do this? And this is what I find very interesting, because this was 1980. Okay, the Beatles had been gone for 10 years. Uh, he was a young guy. You know, he was a Beatles fan, an admitted Beatles fan. Um, but, you know, he was a young guy and he really wouldn't have been around, you know, young, old enough to remember when they first came. But, you know, he probably was a young kid. But what he said was he did it because he didn't like the way John portrayed himself at that time. He said he felt that songs like Imagine which was already 10 years old at that point, okay? He felt that songs like Imagine, which, you know, he sings about what if there were no possessions, okay? Things like that. And Lennon happened, you know, was singing that, but he was a multimillionaire, 
Okay, and he owned a lot of <laughs> and he owned a lot of property. So he thought John Lennon was was mocking the average person and mocking his fans, his own fans that bought his albums. You understand? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and also there was the, the, uh, he claimed that he didn't like it when Lennon said, um, we're bigger than the Beatles are bigger than Jesus. Well, Lennon said that like in 1965 or 66. Okay. That was like 14, 15 years earlier. How much How much do you think that, I don't know, it just, to me, it seems like he was really, I don't know, it, the, the excuses just seem odd. You know, it was like dealing with something from a long time ago, right? Do, do, do you get that impression or you think he could have been holding those grudges all these years? I think the guy, I think the guy just had, was mental illness, but, um, cause you know what, you know, Mike, I'm looking up the picture, right? I, I have the picture. Yeah. Of um David, uh, of Mark David, uh, and and uh, then is looking down like it's signing his thing. Yeah, yeah, he's got um, a hat. Lennon's got a hat on, sunglasses, right? I think. You know, can't find. It doesn't think, there's no credit in this picture. A bunch of people got it up, but there's no credit. Like that's the day who took the picture. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously there must have been. Obviously there had to be other people there to take the picture. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. there were, maybe there were people that just constantly stood outside and asked for autographs. That could be Lennon was known to be very generous about that. Okay. And be very approachable. Operate, operate, CIA, operate. Well, yeah. I mean, now there was a, when the the arrest happened, they they discovered that there was a short list of other people Chapman wanted to kill. Okay. One was Ronald Reagan. One was Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. And one was Paul McCartney. Okay, but second on this list that he really wanted to kill was David Bowie. And, you know, there's no reasons given why you'd want to kill David Bowie, Johnny Carson, Ronald Reagan or Paul McCartney. Okay, I I, it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. What was Bowie? I guess. The gender bending kind of shit or the maybe I don't know. They was he considered some kind of threat at that point in 1980? I don't think so. Not really. I don't think so. Bowie was pretty mainstream at that point. Okay. He was um he was doing actually the um Yeah, he was doing the the Elephant Man. He was doing the Elephant Man Broadway show. That was about the same time, right? That's it was exactly that same time. That's when he was doing it. And it was very popular. But I just, uh, you know, it just seems strange. Now, why would you want to kill Johnny Carson? <laughs> I mean, it's just not worth a bullet. I don't, I don't get it. But I can stand, I can, I can't understand Ed McMahon because you know Ed McMahon. Yeah, I can get that. That I could see because he, he was about as useless as tits on a bull on that show. Yeah, he was horrible. But, but, but yeah, and, and God, Ed McMahon. But uh. Now Bowie and Lennon were actually very good friends. They 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 had met late in 1974 during that period of separation that Lennon had from Yoko Ono, often called the Lost Weekend. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. He had he had his his little girlfriend May Pang, another, another Japanese chick. Okay, May Pang. Oh, maybe she was Chinese. I'm not sure, but uh. During that time, he met Bowie, and they they jammed, and then they became friends, and they would jam together often. And eventually, Bowie and and Lennon would collaborate on Bowie's song "Fame," 
which was a big hit. Yeah, that was. And, uh, Lennon gets an actual writing credit, I believe, on that song as well. Um, now, when John Lennon was murdered, like we just said, Bowie was working on The Elephant Man on Broadway. And yeah. what what they what they found is that he had actually bought a ticket to in the front row to see the elephant man on December 9th. He shot Lennon on December 8th. Now, interestingly enough, this, uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono also had front row seats not too far away from where his seat was for the same night. Now, do you think Here's what I find crazy. You think that crazy guy would have gone to the play and shot them right there? How crazy would that would have how, been? How, well, 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 how? No, think of it like this. How did he know they would go? They were going. Wow. Or, or what? Or or is there more to this? You know, okay. I didn't even put that together. That he knew that they were going to go to. What's he? How would he know? He? How would he know that Lennon and, and Yoko had had tickets? He had to have somebody tell him. Well, or was it just a coincidence? Or, you know, is there something here? Was was he getting some kind of information? Is there any kind of <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 you know, on Son of Sam on our podcast, The Son of Sam Chronicles, uh, you know, it's been thrown about many times about MK Ultra and, and government shit and government programs where where people that they're programmed to to kill and you know it's interesting that when these guys do this they shoot somebody and they just stick around and get arrested and go down the drain okay and just go to jail happily uh i don't know if it was me and you know why why would you shoot someone and, and stick around You know, I mean, is the, did he seem, you know, Chapman, obviously, anytime you're going to shoot somebody, you know, like that, there's mental illness involved. Okay. But how much of it? Okay. And, and, and I just feel like when you read into this. But Mike, think about it. He got down on his knee and took five that's shots. That's another thing. Who else did that? Like, like a professor, like, yo, this is what I'm like, you know, you know, David, remember, didn't, David remember, Boyle, didn't, um, remember Berkowitz David, did that in the first shooting in the Bronx. That's what I'm going to tell you. That David he got Berkowitz down on one knee, right? He got down on one knee and, and, you know, did like a professional thing. Now, Chapman, as far as I know, I don't know if he had any military background. We know Berkowitz did, but, but I don't know if Chapman had any military background. I might revisit this and do a much, you know, more detailed show about Mark David Chapman. Uh, I don't, re- I don't remember like where he was from. Uh, was he from like Hawaii or something like that? Some weird place like that. He was born uh, 10 May 10, 1955. He's an American. Where was he born? Uh, race in Georgia. Okay. Uh, let's see what he say. He's racing. He was born in, um, obviously born May 10th in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. He's from Texas. Interesting. So was uh, so was uh, John Hinckley Jr. 
Yeah, and he was married. He, he that, had a spouse, Gloria Abe. Yeah, and, and isn't it interesting that, that Lenin is shot December 8th, 1980. Reagan had just gotten elected a, a month before. Okay? And then Reagan himself gets shot, like, I forget when that was. It was like February, right, or March yeah. of 81. So it was only like three months later, that two months later, that, that Reagan himself got shot. You got to wonder what's going on here. I find this very, very strange. Now, uh, also when they when they found that the, uh, the that that he had a ticket for that show, they also found that he had a program for the Elephant Man. You know, one of the programs that the Broadway Theater gives out, and he had Bowie's name circled in black ink. All right. So his father was check this out. His father was in the he was a staff sergeant in the Air Force. Interesting. Okay. So you got to remember, he probably he probably learned how to shoot from his dad. Think about that. He must have trained. Yeah. Now, now think about it. He, if he was born in 1955, and and Lennon made that famous controversial remark about the being the Beatles being bigger than Jesus. What was he? 10, 11 years old. So you're saying that that he was so offended by that, and so offended by a song that came out when he was 15. In 1970, imagine. Yeah. Okay. That he carried that hate for 10 more years to, to kill Lennon, to go all the way to New York and kill him. I don't know. I, it just doesn't, something doesn't add up here. You yeah, know, this guy also, he traveled the world. He wasn't a wife for little. He was like all over the place because his parents got divorced. So, yeah. yeah. So this guy was definitely um moving around. So, you know, he wasn't a guy that, that stayed in one place for too long. So, yeah. Pretty interesting. You start reading about him now. Yeah, yeah. Now Bowie, um, you know, his, his friend died on the eighth, Lennon, and he had to perform on the ninth. Yeah. And he has said that he really he almost couldn't do it. He, he just because what he what he was seeing, you know, when he got out is is this was a sold out show every night. And he was seeing three front row seats empty. Wow two together and one separate, you know, in the same row. And he knew from the detectives that, that, that was, you know, Chapman's seat. And wow. he almost, he almost didn't make it through the show. He almost like couldn't do it, but he did finish it. Uh, that was very, you know, I mean, I remember that, that, that night very well. I mean, it was very sad. The whole city was like in mourning, you know, and, uh, and I remember like my mother, you know, being very upset and all that. Like, and people just walking around like, how could anybody shoot a beetle? You know, it's it's just one of those things that I, I don't know. If something like that happened today. I don't think anybody gives a shit. But back then, I, I, you know, people were a little different. Uh, one guy that that freaked out was Mick Jagger. Uh, he was so terrified that he was going to get shot next. Okay. Uh, he actually, you know, increased his security and did like all kinds of stuff. You know, um, I had, I'd read that in several Rolling Stones books that, that Jagger was like flipped out about that. He thought he was next, you know? Um, now Mark David Chapman got a life sentence for yeah. second degree murder 
and they gave him the possibility of parole after 20 years. So since 2001 or so, he uh, he, he he's been eligible for parole. And like I said earlier, Yoko Ono goes there every two years for the parole hearing, and she just makes sure that doesn't happen. You know, um, but who knows? I mean, this guy might get out one day when when uh, when she's gone. You know, unless her son takes Only over. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Only if the kids start going there. It could. It could happen. I mean, I can't. I mean, it'd be. I mean, I don't know. Everything that goes on in the world today, nothing surprises me. I mean, they released a guy that tried to assassinate Reagan. He's walking around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so why not release this guy? They release everybody else these days. So, you know, I don't know where he's. Where is he in jail? Is it upstate? Um, hold on. I can tell you that in a second. I was just looking at it. He's in Greenhaven Correction Facility. Where is that? I guess Greenhaven. Greenhaven. <laughs> well, yeah, but what state is that? Is it New York? I guess. Hold on. Incarcerated at Greenhaven. Let me see. Um, the prison is located at the town of Beekman in Dutchess County. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so it's New York. County. It's upstate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, upstate. Yeah, I guess he, you know, he was tried by the state. It wasn't a federal crime, so he was in upstate New York. Yeah, I mean, uh, t- I want to dig a little deeper into this. You know, he has that father with a military background, though, I mean, that you know, that's as common as could be in those days. But I don't know. Just something seems like very strange about this. When you start digging into and scratching at the surface there's a lot of similarities with uh you know other other killers that we've we've talked about uh, especially berkowitz right yeah you want to hear something interesting like um he went around the world like because of he, that book he was expired like he read book and he would do things that were in books what do you mean uh this guy um because he traveled the world because he read um 80 days around the world Oh, so he he would read eighty like yeah around the world in eighty eighty days or whatever it is. And, yeah, and then he read the the catcher and the ride, and he he was thinking he was that character, like you know the guy was like a little bit uh, delusional. So hmm. there's a lot of things that went on, and 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 think about that for him to he bought a ticket to pretty much. So technically, this guy technically he wanted to get caught. He really didn't care. Yeah, and I I. I just find that strange. You know, for them to find that ticket, a program, David Bowie Circle, it's like, so this guy was meant, but so what he shot, why did he shot Yoko Ono? I don't know. I, you know, it, 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 it just seems like he was bent on Lenin and that, and that was it. And the Yoko wasn't, but I don't know. That's why I think this whole thing is weird. You know, it was like, obviously it was a hit and he, he did it, you know, but yeah. like, is there something else? Does it go higher? I mean, we know that Lenin was watched by the FBI uh, in, in the early 70s. Uh, Nixon was watching him for un-American activities and there was, oh, there was a movement behind the scenes to even have him deported back to England. Okay, because he was very vocal against the Vietnam War and other things. Um, You look back at it now and it it seems tame. Okay, but, you know, he was considered a threat 
by the establishment, by in some people. Okay. Um, I always, you know, I always felt that he was like, <laughs> I could not that I'm going to sympathize with Chapman, but the whole thing with him singing about possessions and all that, it's like, yeah, I, I kind of get <laughs> that. There's a little bit of hypocrisy right there. Okay. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it could, could, could there have been a, a, a conspiracy here to, to take a few of the, a few people out, you know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, back then, back then in 80, Carson wasn't even filming in New York anymore. He was in California. So he would have had to go to California to get him. <laughs> and Reagan it, was, was about to begin inaugurated. Yeah. The guy was a weird bird, man. But mm-hmm. the thing with his dad being military, you know, who the hell knows, you know, what his dad put in his head too, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting in Texas, you know, we, we had talked about Hinckley Jr., yeah, John Hinckley Jr., and, and the situation, uh, you know, the the um the closeness with the Bushes that's never really been investigated that these families knew each other. Okay, yeah, back in, there's so much proof that they knew each other. Yeah, no, I mean, it's they, they were family friends. Okay, we did a whole show on this, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen it, you can check it out. Uh, and you know, to have this guy be from Texas too, it's I don't know, it's it's dots that that aren't totally connected, but I just wonder if anyone's ever really did a deep dive into Chapman. Didn't, didn't, didn't David Burkhardt get his first gun in Texas? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, but te- Texas, Texas has always been very pro gun, and you know, that's that's something. But he knew a guy down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just strange. You have you have, you know, similarities in, in the son of Sam, and similarities in this, and also with John Hinckley. I don't know. It's it, it's something that might be worth taking a, a deeper dive in. What do you think? I, I think so too, because um, you know what the guy's fascinating, and this you know what's this, you know what's the crazy thing? This is the kind of guy that we could probably go visit in jail without a problem. Also, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I get. I hope. I wonder if he's a model prisoner like uh, like Berkowitz is supposedly. Oh, he could. Be, he could also have to. If Yoko passes away, he could also be the one. You know what? He, he, he could also get out of jail if if he gets paroled. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Yoko is getting up there. If she passes on and Sean doesn't get involved, you never know. You never know. But how long this guy been in jail now? Like forty years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's like got to be. If he was born in fifty-five, that means he's. 67 years old. Yeah, look, hold on. They did see the age. I did see the age. Hold on. Right? 55, he said, I think. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking at it. Um. Oh, man, so he, he shot him when he was very young then. No, yeah. he's 67. Yeah, so I said he's 67. He was born in 55. Yeah. yeah. That's so. the way he shot seven years old, right? No, he was like 25. 
55 oh, to yeah. 80, right? 25 oh, yeah. years. Oh, yeah, because yeah, because it's um, I forgot you got to add the 23. It's, it's 2023 now, yeah, yeah. That means yep. this year the guy will be um, 68. Yeah, yeah, his next birthday will be 68. So he spent think- his whole life in jail basically 40, 40 years of his life in jail. Wow, you know, wonder if he'd be willing to talk about anything. 25 years to life in prison. He also second he was hit with second degree murder. Yeah. I wonder why it wasn't first degree. Yeah, that, that's first degree for first degree uh I think that implies that you plan it, you know, and a couple other things. I don't you know he had to have planned it, he traveled here. I don't know. They I wonder why it wasn't first degree murder. Maybe had something, you know, back then we didn't have a death penalty. So I don't know. We don't, we, we technically have a death penalty in New York right now, but we never used it. No, I don't think they ever used it. Bo, uh, what was his name? Pataki. He brought it back, but they never. But I think did. it got, I think. Again, I think did it get taken out again by one of these people? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I think it didn't last long. I think it was something that, but they, they will give you life from, they will give you life from prison. No, yeah. Or they just let you out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like everything today. So that's all I got with this, Rob. But yeah. uh it's you know, it's an interesting uh it's an interesting part of the story about Lenin. You, you want to hear another interesting thing before we leave another thing. He went he lived in Atlanta for a while too, right? Yeah. And um he once ran away from home to live on the street of Atlanta for two weeks. He was say often buddy at school because of his mental like he he has his mediocre he was a mediocre athlete, but he was using drugs at the age of fourteen and was skipping classes. Oh, all right. So he was a bit of a fuck up already. Yeah, he was like he was yeah, he was he began to fasten us about having godlike power over a group of imaginary Inside of this wall of the bedroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So he's he's out of his mind. <laughs> so, Mike, let me tell you, I, I couldn't believe you find some stuff on this. Another fucking interesting show, Coach. Yeah. You know, when I told you this, you looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? You smoking, you smoking crack? I'm like, no. This is... And you know what's funny? I forgot who told me about it. You told me about it at your birthday party, at your, at your when we roasted you. You told me about this, right? I don't. I think. Yeah, I well, we, so were, we were lumped up, man. <laughs> oh yeah, but I also I also forgot who who um, gave me that information. But I think I think I think this is something that we're gonna uh, we definitely gonna revisit. I think oh, absolutely. Week- we could do it later in the year. I mean, we definitely should should do a whole show on it. There's a lot of weird little things in there. Yeah, the guy was, and you know what? Another thing, I think we should um this year for twenty twenty three, we for the conspiracy show a little further, we should look into the um, why ancient civilization disappeared. There's a bunch of ancient civilization that they're no longer here, but we got so much proof about them. But what happened to them? Where did these people go? Well, Egypt's a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this 2023, we should tackle some stuff like that, you know, because I think that would be interesting to do a few yeah. shows on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, there's there's no shortage of shows. We got plenty of topics. 
Yeah, so, um, Mike, thanks again for a great show about um, David Boyd was second under this, but you you went, you took it as far that you found that Johnny Carson Everett was also on his list, yep, which yep. Is, is even more fascinating. Yeah. So, people, um, if you like the show, please listen. Give us a, a rating on um, so we can move up in the Apple charts. Uh, we've been hanging in uh, the top 50 in British and... Uh, in the United States, we've been in the top 200. So uh, if you, with your support, we can uh, keep moving on so we can get some sponsor and start making some money off this show and the work that we do. And um, to everyone out there, Happy New Year. And um, what do you got to say? How can we get in contact with you, Rocker Mike? Okay, I'm all over social media. Uh, first of all, if you want to find me on Facebook, you got to look for Rock O Mike. Rock O Mike, not Rocker. Rock O Mike. Um, and we also have the rock show podcast group page. That's the other show we do that's on Facebook. Um, if you want to find me on the other stuff, I'm on the rocker, Mike, uh, two, one, two on Instagram. I'm on the rocker, Mike, two, one, two on Twitter. I'm on the rocker, Mike, just rocker, Mike on cloud hub, me, we getter truth, social. What else? Parlor. Everything on the rocker mic. So just, you know, do a search. You'll find me. How about you, Rob? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Just look up Getting Lumped Up, and um, you'll find me in many of those platforms. And on Facebook, you can find me on the uh, Rob Rossi. And um, you know what? I'll give you guys a shout-out and the whole shebang. And I want you guys to remember to watch the uh, – Chronicle of Sam, the shows they're pretty. Son, they're pretty son, of, son of Sam Chronicles. On yeah, YouTube. the Son of Sam Chronicles uh, show that um, those are on YouTube. Uh, I've been putting some of the shows on um, what's recorded on um, on Anchor and um, Spotify, so you can listen. To, we do like a round table, and we always have some special guests from Neil to Chris, and they always bring interesting information. And, and of course, we're. Uh, of course, Carl Denaro, who was a uh, survivor of a shooting of the Son of Sam, is with us as well. Yeah, so we do that at least one. We do it one those shows at least once a month, but it's around, and um, we pretty much discuss the uh, the, the David Berkeley case and and the many conspiracy. And every time we like open one door, like six more doors open up of more <laughs> yeah. stuff that we're yeah. like, Jesus, you you can't even lock one door. You. The more questions you ask, the more chapters are open, and it's an unbelievable journey so far. Yeah, and I was talking to Chris, and he's got some good stuff coming up with that. So, oh yeah, you check that out. Um, all right, so uh, next month we'll have uh, some. Uh, it's for Black History Month, and uh, we're going to bring the conspiracy four two zero show into that as well, like we we always do. Yeah. Um, just so you know, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, what we'll be talking about is, this is interesting, it's called The Tales of the Lugaroo. What's a Lugaroo? Do you know what a Lugaroo is, Rob? What's it, like a monster or something? It's a, it's a, it's a creature that, uh, like, sucks your blood, kills you, and it lives in the Caribbean countries. Um, and I'm going to have my lovely wife on to talk about the Lugaroo. Uh, my wife, Sandy, is from Haiti, so there's a lot of good stories with that. Is it like... Is it like the chupacabra? Like a chupacabra kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're also next month in February for Black History Month. We're going to be talking about six myths 
about the history of black people in America. So stay tuned with that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. And for everybody out there, um, remember, don't get drunk. Get lumped up. And Happy New Year's. Take care, people.